Welcome to The Grind, a church planting podcast by the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, full of practical tips, missional strategies, and personal stories to bring you insights and encouragement on your church planting journey. We're your hosts, Neil Scoggins and Greg Addison, coming to you live from Little Rock. And welcome to another edition of The Grind. My name is Neil Scoggins, and the seat across from me, which is normally filled, is empty today. That's right, Greg Addison is not with us, and kind of glad. I, I, we really got him tied up somewhere in the building here at the state convention uh, at an undisclosed location. So if you're looking for him, uh, you, you won't be able to find him for quite some time. So when you do find him, tell him that we're having fun down in the basement at The Grind. So glad you decided to join us on today. today Today for me is one of those days that that's what you get when you uh, are on the grind for quite some time. You get to invite people that you want to be a part of the grind. So today I have one of my good friends, uh, and I don't think I've had a good friend on the on the grind <laughs> since we started. Well, I but feel special. You ought to. You ought to. We have the pastor of First Baptist Church in Nashville, Arkansas, Pastor Kevin Sarden. Kevin, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Neil. Good. Good, good. I, you know what? Whenever you come to uh, come to Little Rock, we always get to hang out. Except this time, we didn't get to hang out and uh, and do all of that stuff. All, all business today. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, all business. That's why I'm drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> I was drinking Mountain Dew for lunch. But uh, but Kevin is here, and Kevin. Now let me back up. So Kevin and I have known each other uh, for wow. It's been. So Six years oh, About now? six years. Yeah. yeah, about six years now. So uh, many of you know that I'm a church planter in the central Arkansas area, and I actually met Kevin. Uh, Kevin was actually one, uh, well, actually First Baptist, one of the partners that we had for our church here in central Arkansas, City of Refuge. So uh, got connected with the church planting team and uh, went through all of the stuff that I guess they did. a. Evidently, they didn't do a background check on me. <laughs> was clear they, they, they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin knows they didn't do a background check. Uh, but uh, but one of the things I think that is necessary for most church plants is partnership. And Kevin and First Baptist Church was uh, one of our great partners. And I think that we're still partners, even though on paper uh, that that partnership on paper has gone away. But uh, we're still I think we're, we're still pretty good friends. We, we like to hang out. And and let me tell you this. So the world does not know this. We were sharing earlier before we started recording that. Um, Kevin's youngest daughter, her name is this. She has the first same first and middle name as my wife, Erin Nicole. Now, I don't know where that came from, Kevin. Well, uh, we wanted to pay tribute to somebody great when we named our daughter. And so, so you know, we, we couldn't one. we couldn't name her Neil Scoggins, yes. but we just thought, well, Aaron Nicole will have to work. So. Right. Glad you didn't name her Neil, because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, that's not really what you want. There you go. That That's it. So, Kevin, tell us, uh, tell me just a little bit about yourself. You know, where you came from, how you got here in Nashville, first Nashville and, and that deal. What's the Kevin Sarton story? Well, the, the really abbreviated version, and it's only abbreviated because it's not very interesting, so I, wow. I leave out as many of the uninteresting parts as I can. Okay. Uh, born in Baton Rouge, uh, grew up in South Louisiana, uh, just north of Baton Rouge, and student minister at my home church, um, undergrad at, at LSU, 
Go Tigers. Um, <laughs> you can you can say that. I, I just had to throw yeah. it in there. Yeah, there uh, you go. Seminary in New Orleans and then graduated and started pastoring a little church in South Louisiana. Was there for seven and a half years and then up to Nashville, the booming metropolis of uh, Nashville, oh, Arkansas. Nashville, Arkansas. There you and, go. Uh, now been there for seven and a half years and it's uh, just been a great experience. God has really blessed us. Just, a, you know, a lot of great people and and some some really good experiences there. That's cool. So I didn't realize, I just found out something new about, I didn't realize you were a student pastor yep. in uh, in Baton Rouge. Well, just north of Baton Rouge. North yeah. of Baton Rouge. I didn't mm-hmm. re- so how long how long did you do that? Uh, about four years. Okay. Okay. How was it? Was it fun? Was it, well, it I see you're giggling already, so I don't know it, what it, it, it was. It was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of great stories. I could tell you about that, but that I, I will not. Okay. Um, <laughs> At least but not no, on here. really, really good experience. Gotcha. Um, it's given me an appreciation for student ministry, you know, even though that's not where I, where I remained. Um, yeah. I, I think it was an extremely valuable uh, learning experience. So. Man, that's cool. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize because I did student ministry for a while too. And did I, you? Yeah, I thought you I was going to do I it for didn't a know while. That about you? Really? Yeah, man. I, I man, I thought I was going to do it for a long time. But I, 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 so I thought I would do that forever. But uh, but then church planting just kind of jumped up and hit me. I just didn't have language for it. Did you have any before you came to Nashville? Before before you started pastoring, what was your interaction? with student or not student men with church planting did you have any interaction with church planting uh no really none at all I I remember the first time I in fact the first time I heard the term church planting was when I was in seminary at New Orleans and they were just beginning a what they were calling a church planting track where they were beginning to start to try to funnel some students into that um into that program and and I remember thinking wow that's sort of a a neat concept yeah, you know, I, I guess I knew conceptually that churches started somewhere, but this idea of training up pastors and sending them out for the purpose of starting a church was sort of—it wasn't anything I'd ever Wanted had an encounter be. with. So, yeah, uh, you know, I remember hearing that term for the first time, but really no involvement with church planting, and really not through my first pastorate either. You really? know, we had some connection with some other churches in the state, uh, mm-hmm. one of our deacons was part of the Baptist builders in Louisiana. Yeah, and so yeah. he knew lots of churches, knew some churches that needed assistance. And so we partnered with one of those churches financially, sent a little bit of money every month, but, okay. but it wasn't a church plant situation. And there was really nothing to the partnership besides sending a check down to the church. Yeah. So, so partnership was really a part of what you, your paradigm as far as pastoring, I guess, uh, even even at the first pastor. Yeah. 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 So you so you partner with the Baptist builders to did you send people to that to the church? That no, you partnered no, with we, we never did. Um, yeah. It was it was probably about two hours south and a little bit to the west of us. And, you okay. know, nobody from from that church ever came to to Norwood where I was. We never sent anybody. There wasn't really a, a relationship. It was just, you know, the this deacon knew that the church needed help, and so he gotcha. helped facilitate this partnership where we would help them financially a little kind bit, but that was wow. kind of the extent of the partnership. Man, so. did you ever think you would do more than more than that? Because we're, since we're talking about partnership, you know, it has to, that thought process has to come from somewhere. I'm thinking it has to come from somewhere, so it sounds like that uh, you started there. Did you ever think you would do more than just that, or was that... Uh, pretty much all you guys felt like you could do. 
at the time it was, gotcha. I think, all we felt like we could do. We were a very small church, and so even just to be able to free up some finances every month, that was like a major, major accomplishment. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't think we, you know, probably just didn't visualize, hey, we've got the ability, which now looking back, you know, I feel like it was sort of a missed opportunity. But, wow, you know, at the time, I guess sort of, my experience and then the, the mentality of the church, we felt like, hey, this is a big deal. We're sending some money every month to help another church. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is not a question that I, I'm not going to throw you for a curveball. So if, you, if anybody knows, Kevin knows, I have to I have to be careful how I throw him, throw him pitches here. But um, how did it change that church when you started to partner, when you guys made the decision to partner uh, there in Louisiana, did it change your leadership? Did what was the perception of missions and partnership and church? Because it's not church planting; it's just partnership with a with another church. You know, it, I don't know that there was a discernible change, honestly, because it was this was really sort of the vision of of one person who was an influential gotcha. voice in the church, gotcha. who was well respected. You know, position with the convention whatever he says we need to do, we probably ought to really think about doing it. And so yeah. without him, that wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't have had the relationship. And so I think it was viewed more as well, brother Ed thinks this is a good idea. And so we should do probably it. do it. Yeah. But yeah. you know, there wasn't really a lot of transformation that took place because of that partnership. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you've been partnering longer than you even realize. Yeah, I, I guess that's right. Yeah. This is a psychiatry appointment. I'm bringing, I'm bringing stuff out. You didn't realize was there. So you, so you, uh, you, uh, leave there. Great folks there. You and I've talked about, uh, the years that you were there and then just God really moved you to uh, Nashville, Arkansas. So what made you decide to partner? Uh, because I, how many years were you in at Nashville, uh, as the lead pastor, uh, senior pastor, before you guys started talking about uh, partnering with a, a church or a church plant? Um, not too long, Neil. I, I couldn't tell you exact number of months, but, yeah. you know, started there in February of 13. And really in 14 is when we started, wow. you know, kind of talking about what missions needed to look like, what our involvement needed to look like. And really, it's not that partnering with a plant was on the radar per se, but it just ended up being what we believe to be one of the best opportunities for kingdom impact. Wow. And so that's sort of the direction that we moved. So that was basically your overall missions strategy. So layout, and, and I've, I've said it wrong. I've called it the seven, 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 the three, 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 the nine, it's five, 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 right? Right. So there was, a, there was a plan. Uh, Cause when we met, you were explaining the five, five, five plan. Can you kind of lay out a little bit, about what that plan looked like? Did you actually present it to the to the church? Um, so one of the first things that happened when I went to Nashville is uh, the treasurer, chairman of the deacons, some of the leaders sat me down and said, okay, now that you're here, uh, you know, and I was kind of thinking, well, man, what did, uh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> right. But it wasn't bad. They said, you know, somebody has given the church a, a sizable donation and, you know, we've just been hanging on to it because we didn't want to do anything until we got a pastor. And so all of a sudden, you know, there's this group of leaders saying, okay, now tell us what we need to do with this large donation. Yeah. yeah. And I got, you know, I had to stop and think about it a little bit, but really there wasn't a lot to think about because even though there were a lot of ideas coming in, I knew that, that what we needed to do was use it to make disciples and use yeah. it to engage our people in, in kingdom work. You yeah. know, even though there were a lot of good things that we could do as far as 
groups to donate to or, yeah. you know, yeah. other uses. I, I really had a heart to use that to help our people engage personally in, in Great Commission work. And yeah. so uh, kind of our leadership team came up with this plan. Um, you know, we called it the 555 plan because <laughs> initially what we thought was, okay, uh, what we'd like to do is is have a five-year commitment to five different partners and then we anticipate that we might spend somewhere in the area of $500,000 in support of those partnerships, not just uh, financial support, but also in sending our teams and providing resources, yeah. things like that. And yeah. so uh, that that's where the name came from. And yeah, we, you know, we had a big, big push, presented it to the church. The church as a whole voted to approve the plan and, and move forward. And so um, once we got into it, the plan didn't <laughs> stay exactly the same, gotcha. kind of like a plans do yeah um, yeah what i don't know if you want me to yeah to go all yeah. the way there or not yeah, go but, yeah go um, out. because a lot of times let me tell you why i'm kind of setting that up a little bit because a lot of times pastors will say hey i've got this plan to help uh whether it's a church whether it's whatever it is in from a missions perspective but it the plan shifts a little bit i mean because it's you know it, it just changes and a lot of guys pull out and they say, you know what, since it's not coming out the way we have it, you know, we spent all this money on stationary and it's not coming out that same way. We yeah. got to pull out. But I admire you that you said, you know what, it didn't it didn't come out or manifest completely like we wanted it to. You kind of backed up and you never you never got your eye off of the main thing. And the main thing was to find some way to, to serve with resources and manpower to, to make disciples. So I, that's the reason why I kind of wanted you to you to kind of deal with that a little bit. Sure. So yeah. what we discovered was that we just didn't have the the manpower per se to be good partners to multiple partnerships. Um, and so what we did was um, we decided that we would focus uh, one area, one of those partnerships in um, outside the borders of North America. And so uh, we worked through the IMB to initiate a relationship with uh, missionaries in India, and that was one of our partnership areas. Um, we decided to, to limit ourselves to one partnership in North America, and we worked through the North American Mission Board to find a church in Denver, Colorado, uh, 5280 okay. Church, and connected with them, and then we decided to pull back to one partnership in the state of Arkansas, and that's when we connected with you guys at City of Refuge. But, um, you know, we just we felt like after starting to explore partnerships, we just didn't have the manpower resources to be a good partner to multiple plants in the state, multiple plants in North America. And so we pulled back. We still called it the same thing because the <laughs> 553 plan didn't sound quite yeah. as uh, <laughs> quite as catchy, but yeah. um it, but you know, we just had to modify and adjust. We and and I tried to be clear going in, look, we're, you know, we've got this conceptual plan, but it's it's subject to change and it did change and the people were were really gracious and yeah. just sort of rolled with the punches, but that that's cool. <laughs> That's funny. So, so when you came back and said, "Hey guys, it's not five five five, but it's uh, pretty darn close," <laughs> what, what was the response when people were, you know, when you laid those out? What was the response of the folks that that uh, after you, it got modified? They, a they were bit? probably a little relieved because this was sort of maybe a little overwhelming anyway. Yeah. And so when when we came back and said, "Look, we might pull back." the parameters just a little bit. I think there was kind of a, a sigh of relief. Maybe. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I can do the four, four, three. Yeah, that's the, right. Yeah. <laughs> four point five and five point three and all of that. So you, so that means so so your plan was uh, a local, a local uh, in the in the Nashville area, and then state, and then national connection, and then an international connection. Okay. Using all of the now, let me just kind of pause here as far as partnerships. There are a lot of churches that feel like. There is no way in the world that they can do it. You know, I don't have the resources. I don't have the manpower. Uh, and a lot of times you may have the manpower and the financial resources, but you don't have the what sometimes we call that your, your folks don't have the want to. You know, they just don't have the want to to do it. How did you get what did the church do anything like this prior to you doing that? Was this kind of revolutionary that you not revolutionary? Was it new to the church that you were laying out? Uh, in, in a way, it was. When I got to Nashville, there was a missions team or committee, uh, gotcha. I think about five members, and they were focused on sort of some local and statewide gotcha. um, short-term mission opportunities. And so before I came, there was a group who participated in the conventions, Acts 1-8 yeah, events yeah. And, and some things like that, but that was sort of the, the limit to the vision, I guess. Gotcha. And so, uh, which is great, you know, Local opportunities, statewide opportunities, great things to take advantage of. You know, and I'm thankful that the convention provides those opportunities. Yeah. You know, yeah. but really, um, I felt like we could expand our our vision a little bit. Yeah. You know, especially because we had some financial resources readily available. Yeah. And so one of the first things that we did was took that one missions team or group and then formed four teams out of that. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, started collecting like-minded individuals who had a passion and a heart for international missions and, yeah. you know, formed a team that focused on international opportunities and then the same for North America, for our state, and then for local opportunities. So really, you know, there was already some, some mission activity and interest there, but, but really we just took that and, and expanded it and tried to, to be a little more uh, inclusive as far as not just local and, and statewide, but also ends of the earth. Yeah. What other than financial resources, what other things that you provide when you did, uh, I know the answer, but I just want other people to know the answer. What other resources did you provide for the, uh, for local state, uh, national and international, uh, uh, partnerships that you got involved in? Cause I know you were sending, sending, uh, financial resources. What other things did you, did you do? Um, of course, one of the things that Really, and really the heart behind a lot of this was a desire to see the people in the pews empowered, equipped, motivated, yeah. provided with opportunity to actually participate in disciple making and great commission work. And yeah. so um, that that's what we set out to intentionally do. So, yes, our partnerships involved monthly financial support, but we also wanted them to involve a physical presence from First Baptist Nashville. And so, yeah. you know, we're able to send some groups to work with you guys yeah. to, to help with some ministry initiatives and to form relationships and to worship together with you. Yeah. And, you know, the same for our partnership in Denver. Uh, every year in the summertime, we were able to send a team. Yeah. I think one year we sent 30 folks from First Baptist to Denver to wow. put on a, an adventure camp in one of the parks there and to do some service projects. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then our international effort in India, yeah. uh, we've had, I guess, probably 11 or 12 different folks now who have made the trip 
to India to wow. be hands-on with uh, evangelistic outreach they're working alongside those IMB missionaries, one of one yeah. of which was Neil Scoggins. Who, yeah, there are many, many stories that we could tell about that. Yeah, we don't need to tell those stories. About experiences in India. But, That's uh, right. Yeah. But, you know, giving to be able to stand in front of the congregation and say, look, we've we've formed the partnerships. We are providing the financial resources. Yeah. We are removing every barrier. All you have to do is be willing to say, Yes. Yeah. I'll Put go. Your yes on the table. Yeah. You know, that's that was really significant, I think, for helping move people from the pews out into some of these partnerships. Yeah. You know, let, let me let me say this too from the from the planter side, uh, and which is which is good. Now I'm I'm a little uh biased uh because I think our relationship, the the Neil Kevin relationship outside of First Baptist and City of Refuge, started because we were doing ministry together, and and we hear it in theory. If you do ministry together, you'll build relationships. But I think that we were able to uh, to build a relationship as you know, respecting each other in the in the the ministry context that we work in. I learned a lot, you know, for a while. And Kevin and I are kind of the same because we would do something for a while, and then we get busy and just stop doing it but it was okay because once a week on Thursdays we would we would talk for about an hour and kind of like a um it, in format, it was more like a discipleship time. You know, Kevin would say, "Hey, what are you working on? What are you looking at?" and I would share what we're doing, what's working, what's not working. Kevin would kind of tell me the same things. I would learn from him. I think he would learn a couple of things of what not to do for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I I always viewed it as sort of a father-son mentorship where you played the role of the dad, you know, imparting imparting some wisdom to your son. That's an AIDS joke. That's that's AIDS. That's that's what that is. (laughs) Yeah. No, it it was a great, you know, I really was challenged because we're different in in some ways in in respect to approaches to things. I was challenged by you to think outside the box, to to look at things from a different perspective, challenged and encouraged by the stories of how God was blessing your ministry, you know, and so it was, uh, I hope it was a mutually beneficial relationship. It was great for me. Yeah, yeah, and it it was awesome for me because it allowed me, so if you're a church planter, and, and let me tell you, Here's the deal. The partnership is not just about the tangible resources that you get, Uh, because if we are kingdom for real, uh, then all, all of us should be excited about people accepting Christ, people going from uh, uh, from an audience to an army, people from going from, from, you know, I don't know what I need to do, but God is speaking to me and now I'm moving in this direction. I mean, uh, I, there are folks from Nashville that you never knew uh, were so, you know, excited about doing missions or just connecting. I mean, even to this day, and and our, our on paper, our partnership is was over maybe a year or so ago. Yeah, but, at but the end of at the, at the end, end of nineteen. At the end we, of nineteen, we finished yeah. up. Yeah, uh, on paper, but we still, you know, we still talk. Uh, we he still has members that show up at the church, <laughs> you know, yep. and 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 share. And we are uh, uh, being able to worship together. We've yep. had folks from the plant to come up for the Christmas. Uh, uh, Christmas program that you guys have done. I brought some guys up a couple of times to for a men's group. Yep. I mean, we've done some things together. Uh, so if if partnership 
uh, scares you because of the resources that you have. Uh, it shouldn't scare you because all of us are really on the same team. That's right. You know, we're all going in the same direction. Absolutely. And to be able to share in ministry experiences and for it to go both ways. Yeah. Like you said, for you to to bring guys up and, and to speak to our men or for you to come on Sunday morning and and preach to our congregation. Yeah. You know, the only... Yeah. The only negative about that was that, that everybody wanted you to come back the next no. week. No, and I no, think when I, when I stood up the next Sunday, everybody was kind of let down. They said, oh, we wanted Neil back. No, but, no, they didn't. <laughs> but just, you know, to have some of those uh, mutually beneficial ministry experiences where we're supporting each other and just building those relationships, again, not just between the two of us, which I'm so thankful for our relationship, yeah, but it, yeah. you know, it excites me so much to see our people still connected yeah, even after our partnership is over. That's, that That's, to me has been really gratifying personally and, and pastorally. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool part. I mean, they, they won't even call me, you know, cause at first it's, you know, everybody would call me now, they, you know, they're calling Tammy. That's right. <laughs> you know, they know where's Tammy. I'm here. Oh, I forget you. Where's Tammy? <laughs> That's right. You know, they want to know where Tammy is, but, but as a church plan, I think it's, it's real important for you to connect now since that in you, have you guys picked up any, cause I know a lot of things have happened. 2020 has been a unique year. It, it has. Know? And I know you picked up uh, at least one, a state partner, I think. I don't know about uh, uh, national or international. So tell me about how that that has transitioned or how it looks now. So at the end of our our first five year partnerships did end at the end of 2019. So our partnership with you guys ended, and our partnership with 5280 in Denver ended. Uh, and we did we were able to pick up new partnerships in both areas, okay. both in our state and nationally. nationally. Cool. So we partnered with Oasis here in Little Rock yeah, yeah. Uh, for a state partnership, and that's been great so far. Uh, Jordan and, and his team, just great guys. We've yeah. really enjoyed getting to know them. In fact, we were part of our leadership team was up, I guess, the week before last to sit down with them, have lunch with them, see the facility, just that's cool. work on building relationships. And then we picked up a new partnership in North America in Cleveland, yeah. Uh, with Cove City Church. Yeah. And so Josh Miller's the planter there. And, you know, we've we sent a team back October of last year, I guess, to meet him to just sort of catch his vision for the city. And unfortunately we've not been able to yeah. to send anybody back. Um, but, you know, he and I are still communicating all the time. They relaunched and started in person worship last Sunday for the first time. And so Wow. Okay. Anyway, we're just you know, still able to, to connect through phone, you know, FaceTime, whatever. Yeah. Even yeah. though we haven't been able to, to actually Physically send a team. Yeah. And so, how so is it? two how new was, partnerships, that's good. How is it? How is so international? That just, you know, because of how things kind of transpired, how is... Internationally, you know, we made the decision to, to stay with, not just to limit ourselves to the duration of five years, just because it takes so long. Yes, to form yes. those international partnerships and relationships. And, yeah. and there's such a need in the area where in we're India. connected. Yeah. Um, we, we elected to stay there. That's cool. And so, you know, this will be the first year since we began all this that we won't be sending anybody wow. to India. And so that's really, that's been tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we're still, you know, we're still able to do some financial support and yeah. still really hopeful that when all this kind of lifts kind of, that, yeah, We'll we'll just reconnect and pick right back up where we left off. Because there's some good work going on in India. I'm gonna tell you, I uh, I had a chance to meet uh, another missionary 
uh, that's in that. Uh, he's further north. He's more, um, so not Mumbai, uh, Delhi, more Delhi area in India. And they were able to kind of uh, do a couple of things. So, uh, but that's cool, man. I'm, I'm so excited that you guys uh, partnered with us. I'm so excited that uh, you made the decision as the leader to say, you know what, this is what we can do. If you have to have some advice to somebody uh, a church or leader or something that, you know what, um, we're thinking about partnering. We don't know whether or not we can, even in this environment, even in the, you know, because, you know, culturally we're de- dealing with a lot of stuff. I yeah. mean, it's, you know, travel restrictions and perception and all this other stuff. What advice would you give a church of any size that's thinking about partnering with a church plant or, uh, just a smaller church or whatever that's, uh, whether it's local or, or national? I would certainly encourage them to pursue it. Uh, it's been one of the, again, one of the most gratifying things that personally and pastorally I've been able to be involved in. Yeah. Um, and so I'd encourage, you know, first of all, just to pastors to lay the foundation. You yeah. know, one of the things that I had to be intentional about was, you know, presenting this both and perspective because we've probably all heard some of those objections. Well, we've got needs in our yeah. community. Yep. We've got needs in our state. Why do we need to go to, to India? And, you know, let's legitimate. There are needs in our community. There are people who still need to hear the gospel in Nashville and we need to be busy about sharing with them. Yeah. But that doesn't eliminate our responsibility to also take the gospel to the nations. And That's so, good. you know, to present that both and perspective, it's not either or That's right. You know, God's blessed us with resources. He's blessed us with manpower. Now let's, Let's do all of it. Yeah. Let's let's share in our context locally, but let's also yeah. take what God has given us and go to the ends of the earth. Yeah. And so, you know, laying the foundation, I think, is about presenting that both and perspective. Gotcha. And I think it's also yeah. about um, involving other other leaders too through conversation, finding like minded individuals who share that passion, and and just bringing them on board. Yeah. You know we were able to do that through a framework of four distinct teams and whether churches pursue that pattern or not, you, you can still identify like-minded individuals and sort of share the vision with them and get them excited and let them start to work through their relationships to, to share that as well. So laying that foundation happens through teaching and preaching, but it also happens through just your conversation and through connecting with other leaders and, and church members. And so laying the foundation is important. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd also encourage pastors to utilize our existing resources. You know, it was so great for me to be able to pick up the phone and call Tim Wicker and say, Tim, yes. you know, we want a, a good in-state partner. Yeah. You know, can you help us? And, yeah. and he did. Um, and so I was even able to be specific and say, Tim, we'd like to partner with a church that's different from us, yeah. you know, different yeah racially different ethnically maybe even different worship style but but we want to be able to to expand our horizons and our context and any you know again i'm biased but you know he couldn't have done a better job picked a better partner and i think god probably had something to do with it as well but uh, god was in the middle of that somewhere just a little bit (laughs) so you know but but what a great resource yeah, and then yeah. the same thing with our national partners. You know, the North American Mission Board has yes. send cities. They've got send city missionaries. That's right. And That's so, right. you know, Dave Howith is the send city missionary in Denver. You know, to be able to call Dave and say, uh, yeah. you know, hey, we 
we're looking for a partner. He set up appointments with multiple partners. You know, we did a vision tour, just our, our church, um, saw the city, you know, he connected us. And then the same thing with the, the missionary in Cleveland, you know, to be able to pick up the phone and, and call him and say, you know, look, we're, we're looking for a good partner. And he did the, the same thing for us, set up appointments with multiple partners. Yeah. You know, they've done the legwork. They've vetted the planters. Yeah. You know, they're helping provide resources. It, so great, great resources for for pastors who are looking for partners. You don't have to, to do all the work. You yeah. Know, use, the, yeah. use the resources that are there. Yeah. Um, and then I think finally that idea of, of just thinking holistically when you do connect, mm-hmm. you know, don't plan on just sending a check. Yeah. You know, even yeah. if you don't feel like you can provide that much financially, I think so much more important is what you can provide relationally. You know what, that t- to me, and, and I'm going to be honest, and, you know, we're, we're, we were grateful for the financial support, but, but you cannot put, I am still reaping, I think our church is still reaping the benefits of the relationship that you and I had and the relationship that our folks and, and, and your folks had because there are things that we're still unfolding, you know, with things that we're still doing, uh, things that you've been through uh, as a pastor that, you know, being there X amount of years that I haven't seen yet or that I will see and I can pick up the phone and, and call. That's a great word that you don't have to do it by yourself because you're not jumping out by yourself. You have the resources there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, the church planning team here at the state convention, vetting the North American Mission Board as well, International Mission Board, which in my mind, those places are the safest places where you can you can partner. You can partner with prayer, financial resources, hands on the ground. You're going to say something else. Absolutely. No, there's just that, you know, they're, um, you know, the International Mission Board, you know, connecting through stateside partners yeah. and then to international and, you know, the training they provide stateside, the the channels for directing financial resources directly to missionaries. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. The, the structure and framework that's already in place through cooperative program dollars that we can utilize. And so it can be a little intimidating if you just think that I've got to find a partner for my church. What if it's a terrible experience? What if, you know, but, but the resources that are in place eliminate so much of that and and take a lot of the, the legwork out of connecting they're there. I mean, they're there. Let me let me say this, and I don't think you know this, uh, but we are, uh, because of our relationship, we are we are able to kind of expand our view as a church plant, and we were able to sow into another another plant for a little while. We're we're doing that, and at the same time, looking to send somebody else out from our church wow. because you know that whole pay it forward. So if 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 the planter goes in with the partner, with the existing church, and both of them are serious about kingdom work. Um, I don't know what kind of impact that it made on First Nashville, but it's made a major impact on City of Refuge, and I'm grateful for, uh, and my house. You know, I know that I won't have as many kids as Kevin has, 
Uh, it's funny. Somebody was making a comment, said you have nine kids, so you got your own missions program. <laughs> Which I don't, by the you way. Don't but, have that. but when your comeback is, no, I only have six, it's not really that strong of a comeback. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you have nine I, I kids. Have, no, no. Yeah, I, I only just, have six. Just six. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Either way, it's wow. There you go. Kevin, it has been so fun to have you here. We always have fun when we hang out with each other. Uh, but uh, so glad that you're here. So glad glad that we are partners uh, because even though we were partners on paper, we're kingdom partners from here on out. And I'm so grateful that, uh, that, that God kind of put us together. I am too, Neil. I just really enjoy our friendship. Look forward to it continuing for many years. Oh yeah. And so, uh, you know, just neat how God has built know. A, a friendship through yeah. partnership. Yeah. You know, and uh, I look forward to seeing what the future brings, but I really appreciate you. Yeah. inviting me, having me on the sure. show. Yeah, so. yeah. Greg's not here. He's tied up, so I can do whatever I want to <laughs> for at least a couple of minutes. There you, <laughs> there you go. Indeed. Thanks so much for joining us today on The Grind. Listen, if you are a church planter or you are a church uh, a potential partner and you want more information about planting churches, you can email us here at thegrind at absc.org. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of The Grind. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Grind. We hope you learned something new and found some encouragement along the way. To learn more about church planting in Arkansas and to find more resources, visit absc.org and click the church planting tab. Be sure to rate and review us if you like what you heard. Until next time, keep grinding.